Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Welcome along and thanks for downloading today's episode. It's Friday, October the 23rd, first today, and a warning from the man in charge of public health here in Kent that what happens now will affect what we can all do at Christmas. Andrew scott Clark is, of course, talking about coronavirus. Now, while Kent's rate of infection is below that of the southeast and well below the rest of the country, the number of cases is rising, particularly in Swale and especially on the Isle of Sheppey. Mr Clark says we all need to think about how much we're socialising in a bid to bring the infection rate back down again. He's been speaking to Joe from our colleagues at KMTV. We are at a tipping point. Uh, I think the behaviour of people now, and this is everybody, whether you're at home, whether you're at work, whether you're out socialising, whether you're at the, you know, eating at a restaurant or whatever, the message really now is your behaviour now determines what three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, the figures are going to be. And knowing that we've got way more COVID in the population now than we had in the months of July, August and and early September, uh, actually the risk is now much greater that those social interactions will actually allow the the virus to to jump from uh, those people that have COVID to those people who don't. How, how close are we? You mentioned the rates are significantly lower than the rest of the country on average. But how close are we to tier two? Obviously, it's a couple of months till Christmas now. People will be worried that actually this virus hasn't passed through the southeast population as, as much as it has elsewhere. And if it starts to, Christmas could be locked down. Well, we're, we're keeping a very close eye on the figures and it's really hard to know now what, what may happen. But what we're warning now is that we're seeing an uptick in those figures. Uh, And that is concerning because, as I said, what happens now will determine what happens at Christmas. So, you know, part of the message here that is really important is your behaviours now in the next couple of weeks are going to determine how Christmas is for everybody. And we all crave and want uh, families together for Christmas because that's what we all do and we always have done. uh, And it's a really good time to celebrate. Actually. Now is the time to actually get our behaviours right in order to protect Christmas, but also to protect our economy. We know that our economy is really important. We know that keeping our high streets open and businesses open as much as we can is good for Kent. And we want to do that and keep that open as much as possible. And, And to be honest, it is the social interactions that are causing this virus to transfer. It's when people have their their guard down, whether they're at work in in a tea room situation um, or uh, outside work uh, in those, um, you know, more social interactions that we all have. Meantime, sewage in parts of Kent is being checked for signs of coronavirus to help identify hotspots. Data from wastewater treatment centres in Chatham, Gillingham, Maidstone and Aylesford is being shared with NHS Test and Trace to provide early warning of any local outbreaks. At least 32 coronavirus cases have been recorded at a prison on the Isle of Sheppey. 26 members of staff and six inmates at HMP Swaleside have tested positive. Last week, you might remember, we told 
told you nearby Elmley Prison went into a partial lockdown following a similar outbreak. The Ministry of Justice say they have plans in place to keep everyone safe. And at least seven care homes in Kent could be used to accommodate patients being discharged from hospital who test positive for coronavirus this winter. The government's come up with the idea of so-called hot homes and more than 100 beds are expected to be made available here in the county. It's not known yet exactly which care homes might be used. On to some other news and a motorcyclist has been taken to a London hospital following a crash on the A2 near Sittingbourne. The bike he was riding collided with a car between Bull Lane and Playstall Road in Newington yesterday evening, closing the road for almost three hours. Meantime, three teenagers have been arrested following a police chase near Dartford. A vehicle which is thought to have been stolen failed to stop for officers in Longfield and was later abandoned in Darrenth. Kent Online News. An inquest has heard how a Sheppey teenager died shortly after taking ecstasy for the first time. Emre Hussein, who went to Oasis Academy, took MDMA, as it's also known, with a fizzy drink in February. The 15-year-old later started feeling unwell and couldn't be saved by paramedics who were called to his home. The coroner warned other young people about experimenting with drugs. A specialist is being hired by a Kent primary school to prevent children as young as four from developing things like depression. Reculver Primary in Herne Bay is taking part in a new project which will see an expert work with teachers and parents on how to spot signs of things like anxiety. I've been speaking to Jenny Ashley-Jones, who's the head teacher there. Children have associated mental health issues right from a really young age. So if you're looking at a four-year-old, one of the biggest um, worries that they have is separating from mum and coming to, to school. So separation anxiety um, and that attach- those attachment um, issues that they might have. Um, from a parent's point of view, they might be struggling with children because of sleep. And that might impact um, on the children at, uh, at school because they might have very poor sleep patterns or have, might have difficulty getting to sleep. Um, which will impact on on all parts of their learning. If children are tired, they aren't able to learn effectively, um, they're not going to be at their best um, at at school. Um, Behavioural difficulties. um, Children tend to be uh, much better behaved at school. They listen to their teachers. Parents might have some um, issues at home with them, um, with with parenting. But, you know, some some children do have um, difficulties with certain areas of behaviour. and children have worries. So when, when children get older and into teenage years, um, it might manifest with something like anorexia, bulimia. But for much younger children, they might just have worries about their bodies that they're starting to, to see and, and worry about, but not be able to communicate. Um, and children can be unkind to each other sometimes and point out things. So it, it, it's small things like that um, that we hope to address those worries, those anxieties, those, those sort of very simple phobias that children might have at a young age or those behavioural difficulties that they might be having and the parents might be having so that those don't escalate into something bigger um, when the children, um, as the children get older. A report's revealed some people who cross the channel in small boats are being held for more than two days in rooms with no sleeping facilities, showers or access to the open air. Inspectors visited immigration centres in Dover and Folkestone in September and raised a number of concerns. Unaccompanied children were held for an average of 17 hours, but staff did treat refugees with respect. Part of the M20 is going to be closed overnight on Sunday for work on Operation Brock, a movable 
barrier is being installed on the motorway between Maidstone and Ashford to help deal with any disruption when the Brexit transition period ends in January. That coastbound stretch will be shut from 8pm on Sunday until 6 on Monday morning. Meantime, a route on and off the Isle of Sheppey is going to be closed all weekend because of filming for a new TV series. ITV are using part of the old Sheppey Way from the King's Ferry Bridge roundabout to Calstig Corner until 2 on Monday morning. They're shooting scenes for psychological thriller Too Close, starring Emily Watson. Traffic is going to be diverted via the Sheppey Crossing instead. Now, there are more protests over plans to build more than 200 new homes between Deal and Sandwich. Developer Quinn Estates have proposed a mix of flats and two, three and four bedroom houses opposite Betshanger Park. More than 80 objections have now been made over concerns about pollution and the impact on wildlife. Council bosses are still considering the proposal. And plans to rename a footpath leading to the White Cliffs of Dover after Dame Vera Lynn have moved a step closer. The district council leader has backed the proposal to change Athol Terrace to Vera Lynn Way as a tribute. It's hoped it could happen in time for the first anniversary of her death next June. Now, a Medway man is going to try and pull more than 100 tonnes of locomotive and two train carriages this weekend. Rocky Troiani from Chatham is helping to raise £100,000 for overseas treatment for a four-year-old girl called Nellie Rose, who has neuroblastoma, which is a form of cancer. The 50-year-old has taken on strongman challenges for charity in the past, but he says this is the toughest yet. I've set the challenge big because... You know, I wanted to create enough awareness for, for the campaign for Nelly. That was the game, the game plan for little Nelly, you know. But it is a massive challenge. You don't really get many people trying to pull over 100 tonnes of, of, of train and locomotive carriage. It's, it's hard. It's a very, very tough, very tough task. You're, of course, doing it for a really important cause. But firstly, how, how are you feeling about actually taking on the challenge? Yeah, I feel, very, I feel confident, you know. The, the most I've ever pulled was, was 62 tonnes. Um, with, with 26 wheels of friction. With, with a train as such, you haven't got the friction of, of the tyres, but it's a very dead weight, you know. It's, it's a massive steel. It's steel on steel. Um, and the little disadvantage that I have got, because it's an end of railway line, they were designed to be on a decline. So I'm actually going to be putting the train on an incline. So it's, they were designed to roll back into, into, into end, of, end of line. Um, but it's, it's a massive task. I will be trying to pull 100 tonnes uphill, you know. So um, it's it's going to be a massive, massive challenge, you know. But once you've got it, if I get it rolling, once you've got it rolling, you've basically got to keep the momentum up. You can't let it stop. But you've got, bearing in mind, you've got like 100 plus tonnes pulling in a harness on your shoulders. So you feel like your back and it's compressing. It's, it's a tremendous amount of weight. I've been training so hard for this. You know, what with the restrictions of COVID and everything that's been going on, it's been very difficult, but I've trained my absolute heart out for this for this challenge to not let the family or nearly down, you know, to create enough awareness for something as crazy as well as 100 tonnes. It's, yeah, it's going to be a challenge, that's for sure. It's going to hurt. <laughs> He'll be attempting the feat at East Kent Railway in Shepherd's Well on Sunday. And finally, Little Mix have been on our sister radio station, KMFM, to talk about their new album, Confetti. Which we're so excited about and excited for everyone to listen to. 
It's fun, it's pop, it's dancey, it's uplifting. It's been a little minute since we've released another album. So this is our sixth one. It's been released in a fortnight and they're due to go on tour next April and May. The girls have been telling us about their brand new single, Sweet Melody, too, and how difficult it is to judge other singers on their TV talent show. If you missed the chat this morning on KMFM Breakfast, you can listen now at kmfm.co.uk. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham welcome Fleetwood Town to Priestfield this weekend as they look to get their form back on track. The Jills have slipped to 12th in the League One table following back-to-back defeats against MK Dons and Portsmouth. Let's catch up now with manager Steve Evans. We're expecting, I would think, our hardest game of the season tomorrow because this is a team that when you break down the group, break down the score, try and pick their team, certainly in forward areas, they have a plethora of options and the big resources that the chairman up there, a man I know well, Andy Pillar gives to Joey. Are, they also got well spent in fairness to Joey Barton. It's kids against experience, but they've got some wonderful experienced players, aren't they? You know, none more so than the boy Wheeling. They've just sent a boy who was at Celtic and played in the Champions League, etc. So, in Charlie McGrew. So, that they're full of class players, but it, it doesn't give them a, a right to come and beat us. We have to make sure if you're going to come in take something from Priestfield, you have to earn it. I think Portsmouth had to earn it on Tuesday night. I think we probably helped him a little bit with the goals by not defending properly at stages, but I read Kenny's words afterwards. I didn't speak much to Kenny, but I read his words on the following day and he, and he said we were under lots of pressure territorially in the second half, so we have to take that part of the action into tomorrow. Well, tomorrow's opponents are three places behind Gillingham. Kickoff is at one o'clock. Of course, it is behind closed doors, but you can follow all of the action at kentonline.co.uk. Well, that's it for today. But don't forget, you can subscribe to the IM News app, which will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. Head along to iliftmediasubs.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.